Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Perspective Discussions Podcast. Today, we are talking about how friends and family can influence your relationships in a good or a bad way. Today, I have three lovely guests. Why don't we start with the lady of the room as usual? Hi, it's PBC. Yes, back at it again. And then... (laughs) You can just call me Kay. Kay, all right. And then we got this guy. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> really? You almost made me curse. We do this every week. We do this every week. You fucking really have to start week. this right now. Yes, exactly. I forgot. It has to be difficult every time I do introductions. Some ordinary guy. I hate you so much. That's I, I've made some <laughs> progress. Anyway, today, guys, as stated before, I mean, we all have relationships, right? And we, we've all had our parents. Or friends give their input, if you will. Um, so let's go ahead and just get started. What does it look like when someone just gives you advice? Is it normally like good advice, bad advice in your experience? Let's talk about that. Have people just given you advice that ended your relationship <laughs> or made it difficult? You ladies want to start first? No, I don't think um, you can, someone can give advice and you know, in your relationship, like that's your choice. Um, but personally, I don't ask people for advice on relationships. If I want to talk and vent or describe a situation to you, that's one thing. Um, but you've never had someone like, hey, you should do this, that, and the other. And because, especially with family, um, and I know it comes from a place of love, mm-hmm. but they'll definitely try to tell you what to do in the relationship. And I've seen that happen to the detriment of the relationship. Yeah, I've seen that also. Um, I think that uh, people should... I don't think you should butt into other people's business like that, but family tends to. Um, and I definitely have seen situations where it's put a strain on relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you can't help it, though. Uh, I can give you an example um, my brother one time was down on his luck. He lost his job and he couldn't, he wasn't able to be able to take care of his wife and three kids. So my parents allowed him to bring his family into the house. And so in a case like that, it's kind of difficult because now you're seeing firsthand how this man is taking care of his kids and you start to spot the flaws and as a parent you you have to say something because yeah. Yeah. you're seeing where they're going wrong yeah. so that was the case where my mom would see well you're not spending enough time with your kids or you're not you're I don't like the way you spoke to your wife so you know your parents are going to give you that advice especially if they believe that what they're saying can help you. But let me add on to that. As far as your situation, um, you all had firsthand knowledge because they were there. I've noticed a lot of people give advice without having any information, any foresight, anything whatsoever. And that's where I have the problem. Yeah. So where is where he moved in? It's kind of a different story because everybody can see what's going on and thus there's something to work with there and may possibly 
you know, be able to speak to whomever to possibly help the situation. But yeah, like I said, where I have the problem is that where people go off of their own personal experiences without any data, without any thought of what could occur or the consequences of the information they're given based on their own personal experience. And then the person who takes the advice on top of it without thinking about the advice and how it can sabotage whatever, whatever relationships, you know, or yeah. Are you speaking as if women giving other women advice about how they should uh, act with their men? I mean, I've seen it across the board, but like, yeah, as a matter of fact, that has to do with your own personal experience. And whereas experience can be a good teacher, granted, different situations are, are occurring with different people. So you just can't go with that one situation. So they, they, like you're saying, like some women, they'll try to explain things based off of what they've gone through. Say, for instance, with dating, they had an issue with this guy or um, something ended up occurring. And then they'll tell their girlfriends, girl, you don't want to do that because this is a red flag. And that was a red flag in that specific situation. But that may not be the case in this situation with what's going on with them. Hell, you don't even know what contract they have. They may have decided certain things in which you all didn't agree to. You may have values in which are completely different from your friends. And the thing about that is, I mean, you're correcting that in regards to giving advice. And plus, to be honest with you, some advice just comes from an ignorant place. It does. Like, yeah, some of it. Saying, lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge, maybe jealousy, maybe trying to talk to that same guy or girl. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We just don't want to, you know, overall see you happy. Yeah. I mean, let's not pretend that, you know, a lot of us out here in the world may have wolves amongst our friend circles. I can't have. I don't know if I can agree with you on that exactly. Like, I I get it. You do have some people. You do have some people that hate. Yeah. But you just have a lot of people. I hate a lot of people who speak from a place of absolute ignorance. And I don't mean to say ignorance in a negative way. Ignorance means just lack of knowledge, lack of experience, lack of information. They speak from a lack of. And a lot of people don't have a problem speaking from a lack of. But let's not forget, like, we do have people in this world who would love to manipulate, who yeah. love to sabotage. That's yeah, what I'm saying. You have some. Yeah, like, yeah you have some. Because I don't think all of it comes from the place of ignorance. Some of it comes from jealousy. Some of it from, comes from sabotage. Some of it comes from people just wanting to fuck your life up. Like, but, they're solely friends with you just to mess your life up. But I honestly feel, I will say that I feel, because yeah. I don't have actual data on this yeah. here. I mean, but I people genuinely feel themselves that they are trying to help, but they don't know that the help that they're giving can actually be more detrimental because, as I said, they're speaking from a lack. They're speaking from a place where they don't understand. So it's like in those cartoons where the character's trying to help, but they're making everything worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can get with that part because of the fact that, again, let's take, like, your mom, for example, or whoever's mother out there. I'm just using them as, like, a just to make an example. Like... She probably hasn't been in the relationship game for like 30, 40 years. You know what I'm saying? And granted, maybe some of her advice is sound, but you know your situation a lot more than she does. Like, for instance, my parents will give advice and, you know, some of their advice was sound. 
some of everybody's didn't work out for me. And that's where I learned that, like, hey, I need to analyze everybody's advice, including my own parents, to make sure that it works out for me. Even, like, you know, they even mentioned it before, like, you know, just, like, take our advice and see if it applies to you. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone's life is different. My life is different from theirs and probably way different than even when they were my age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And same thing. And I know that's family. That's a bit different. Like, even going back to friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with their advice. Because cause they may end up telling you, like, oh, break up with that person. But I, all I really need to do is talk. But let's think of a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Say, for instance, your friend is a in very insecure person. Yeah. That insecurity just doesn't um, happen within their personal circle. That can extend or they project that out to other people. So, uh, to give an example... Say, for instance, you and your girlfriend are having a good time. Everything seems to be fine. Everything seems to be working out well. And she has a girlfriend that, like, let's use the example of you talk, You were talking to this other girl for whatever business. Yeah. Um, this is somebody who, yeah, whatever business, you might be in business deal, some type of project or something like that. Her girlfriend has been insecure, and this was an issue that she had in her past relationships. Mm -hmm. This woman now sees you talking to another woman. She goes back to your girlfriend, and it's like, hey, guess what? I just saw your man talking to another woman. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, that starts issues with the situation. Okay, so I think um, in those kind of situations, your friend running back saying that, you know, what if you just, you don't know the situation or whatever the agreement is that they have. It could be the second wife. It could be a sister, a cousin. Um, you like, know. Isn't the second wife thing bad, though? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> no, he was like, could be a second wife. I'm like, yeah, that what, would be considered. You got like a whole secret know. family. Oh, <laughs> no, not like secret, but. I'm like, unless you are in a culture in which, okay, that's the thing. Yeah, a lot of people have two wives. Maybe not, you know, on paper, but that's, on that's paper. their agreement. As, you know. But is it really a wife if it's not on paper? Yes. Or a husband? Yes, if that's the agreement that you all have. Okay, I, I mean, if you that. if you want like assets and things lined up, then yeah, you have to go. Does it know. have to be a legal document for it to be considered a marriage? Right. That's how I'm. At, that's how I'm presenting that question. It's just a little question I want to ask. Man, what is marriage nowadays? Anyway? Exactly. Whatever you want it to be. That's, and that's the next topic. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah, that's a whole other topic. Because yeah. I can contribute to that for like the next five minutes. <laughs> um. But no, it's like, you can't lay, like, okay, so if you take advice or if you say that, oh, I saw your girlfriend, boyfriend with some someone else, I feel like you have to make sure that that person is a good resource. Yeah. <laughs> it's like reading news articles. So what I would do is, like, I would just make it a part of casual conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I ran into so-and-so today, and she says she saw you with a woman at a restaurant mm-hmm. or whatever have you. And I just bring it up as, as that. I wouldn't go off to say, oh, you cheating on me and stuff like that. Because it could be that is completely nothing. I know there was a, a case I watched because I watched Divorce Court. <laughs> I think that show is funny. It's so great. there was an instance where um, the couple was in court and 
the woman was like that that her man is cheating he, he mm-hmm. cheats constantly and so um the judge was asking okay so where's the proof so the woman brought up that you know her sister saw her man at a restaurant with with this particular woman so the guy was like he knows that the person who the person is and he brought that person with him to court okay so then he goes to the judge okay this is the woman that her friend saw me with at the restaurant mm-hmm. this is my cousin so and so so now that woman is was believing that he was um that her man was messing around with someone else when he was actually going out to eat with his cousin and she went and di- identified herself hi my name is so and so um this is my cousin um our parents are siblings and stuff like that and so they could, this, and they were married. Yeah, they and were he married. Never met the cousin. But then you said he was a chronic cheater, though. She that that that's what she was saying. Oh, that's so what she was saying. She was saying that her husband is a chronic cheater, okay. and she used that as proof. So now that she brought that evidence up, and it turned out to work against her because if she would have done a little more digging, she would have known that you know that's not the case. Okay, to be fair to that situation. She did say he was a chronic cheater. So it's like, if you're cheating, like, consistently, I mean, by the third or fourth time... Is it that he was a chronic cheater, or this is what she assumed? Because you see that that situation occurred, and what the assumption was, there was somebody that was dating. Yeah. Now, I mentioned this before, I used to be in the fashion industry, and one of, one of the models that I used to work with had seen me... And she was like, hey, how you doing? And you know the types of hugs that people get when they ain't seen anybody for so long. So tight jump up like, hey, good to see you, especially if you left on a good note. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's what ended up occurring. My girlfriend at the time just sitting back there just fuming the entire time. You know, and I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, hey, what's going on? What you doing? And she's like, hey, you know, she's gotten these gigs and she's, you know, things, basically good things are happening. Conversation lasted probably in between three to five minutes at the most. I was like, all right, you know, see you later. And she did whatever she had to do. My girlfriend was upset and was like, you need to be honest when you want to fuck other people. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) That went to 10 real quick. And she was like, you need to be honest when you're trying to fuck other people. I seen how you were sitting up here talking to her and like hugging on her and stuff. I'm like, Yo, this is somebody who I used to work with. I used to work with a bunch of models at the time. And things ended off on a good note when she was just happy to see me. And it was nice to see her again. You know, after a while, you like to see the people that you work with actually doing well on top of it. So it's just like, yeah, you know. That's a little a little insecurity there. But, just a yeah. hug and a three to five minute conversation. But there was just automatic assumption, mind you. Didn't collect the girl's information. Didn't talk to that girl after that day. <laughs> but within now that three to five argument. minutes mm-hmm. has caused issues for the next two now weeks. all this, this friction over a hug but, and a five-minute conversation. No numbers. There's nothing. But let me, let me ask That's you this wild. question, though. Were you mentally cheating? Oh, my gosh. That doesn't count. <laughs> That doesn't count. Oh, see, does it though? We're on an audio podcast right now, so people can't see my face. 
I didn't even want to dignify that. I didn't want to even respond. <laughs> what an answer. I didn't want to give an answer to that. But who's the host? Dusty must give an answer. Dusty must provide me. <clears throat> host Zach, your boy. Uh, that's, that's nice. Um, no. But, you know, in all honesty, I have heard this whole physical versus mental cheating thing. I guess when you think about it, thought comes before action. So mm. that's when uh, a lot of people say that they are mentally cheating before they physically cheat. I mean, the thought has to enter your head before <laughs> you move on the action. Yeah, but I guess. Okay, so here's the thing. She's right in the regards to it was in your head. So in on that level, you could have like, I guess you can call it. The spirit of cheating. <laughs> Not the spirit. The uh, spirit. <laughs> it's a spirit on them. It's a spirit of. I mean, I'm, I'm saying spirit as like, for lack of a better term. Oh, okay. But, uh, but I have a question. Let me finish. But it doesn't really count, I guess, unless it happens physically. Right. That's just like I think about killing people in my head, but then I go out and. But are do you the really act. a murderer? No, dark. because if I, I didn't, you know, do the act, so it, it doesn't count. So, is it like premeditated? <laughs> but it can, yes, it could be argued if you thought about it. And if you thought about it, there's a potential where you actually acting on it. Exactly. So. I, d- I don't agree with it because, yeah, this whole emotional cheating, it's just, okay. Oh, that's a good so, one. So, let's, let's, this is not exactly on topic, but yeah, we can add this. Yeah. Um, please define what cheating is. Going back to our first episode. It depends on what what the agreement amongst those two people is, you know is. I don't I don't know. Two people. Yeah. Can two, three, four, five. I, whatever Seven, their agreement is. Fifteen. Whatever their agreement 20. is. <laughs> you know, you have to really be a high value man to take care of that many women. But. <laughs> All right, Kevin Samuels, uh, Princess Zamunda, is, is that enough? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Would you what like about to? You? Yeah. Okay. Like what she said, if the it depends on what the agreement is. Yeah. So in order for someone to feel wronged, there has to be something put in place that is violated, which would be whatever it is. So if you're in a relationship with someone and uh, sometimes what happens is we have that mental thing in our head as this person is not supposed to do that. When there's not any verbal discussion to pretty much put out there what the rules are of this particular relationship. So it's a violation of the contract. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, there are people who get into a relationship and they don't discuss what it is that they want out of the relationship. What should happen, what shouldn't happen. And so... Uh, they have this expectation, and once their expectation is violated, then that is a, an issue. Like for your situation, you didn't know that you couldn't have three to five minute conversations and hug people. <laughs> yeah. Now, had that been brought up at the so beginning of the contract, that needed to be a discussion. Like, hey, listen, all right, we get together. Okay, this is the situation. You are not allowed to have anything past a one minute interaction with any other woman if it's not me. And she can't hug you like she misses you. <laughs> Can't do that. But I mean, like, to bring it back around to advice um, from, you know, your external influences. I'm going to name the podcast that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. uh, but 
in regards to that there i think like again you need to have a good resource in order to believe that person's advice because going back to the guy in the courtroom right his wife says that oh he's a chronic cheater which again i understand but you still have to do the research in order to <laughs> properly accuse him of cheating but even in with our life discussions, that's what we've always talked about. And this is what I was getting at earlier. People yeah. do not research or investigate anything. And a lot of people fall into this authoritative camp in which if it's anybody that they feel credible, feel discredible. And they may not necessarily be credible. And you got people who say, well, they're credible for just pick a reason. You know, um, I don't want to get too deep in that. But yeah. For whatever reason they feel a person is credible, they just automatically believe whatever that person says without looking into it. Understanding that this is a human being who has their own experiences and they could be wrong themselves. And that's the key thing is like having a credible resource because too many times do we believe our friends, do we, do we believe our family, and they could probably be like the most ignorant person. Again, just not using ignorant as a negative term, but just as a place of being. Yeah. They'd be like the most ignorant person, give the wackiest advice ever. Because they're hurt, they're scarred, they're bitter. Like you can you can get some really bad advice from yeah. a old bitter person. And yeah, I, it's just um, like in my family I'm told not to date Jamaicans. Stay clearly away from them. What? So <laughs> and we'll that's over here. It's like a contradiction, a whole different conversation, but go on. And so that's like the advice that's been passed down, like from my aunts and so forth. They say that if I get into a relationship, don't date a Jamaican. And as somebody who's born in Jamaica, I was going to say, please say that for context. <laughs> for somebody who is born in Jamaica, why am I giving the advice not to date other Jamaicans? Yeah, that's interesting. But at the same time, too, you can say the same for thing for black people because I've heard. Other people say don't date a black man and or woman. Yeah, and I've even heard like older generation men, um, they didn't want to date a woman that was too too dark. And yeah. I would say my that's that colorism thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and I've I've seen it play out like even in even in my own family with dark with um, the older generation. And again, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Now you're getting into like skin color, like you said, colorism. Getting into just all kinds of stuff. But I will say, like Kay was saying, like when the family, because I've seen situations like that in my family in which the uh, grown children may have to come back into the household with their family for whatever reason, you know, hardships. And yeah, I, I've, I've seen instances where, you know, advice is given, but in those situations, I think you may want to take into account what they're saying because they are mm -hmm. there kind of watching and seeing what's going on and what's happening but people that aren't like in your immediate circle in your household I think it's difficult to take to take advice from them and with anything you know I would take what I feel is relevant to me mm -hmm. um, and my relationship um, and what would work for me and just you know spit out the bones so let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel the advice of a married couple who has been married for 35 years is relevant today? I ask this because I've 
run into some people it's like oh if i want relation if i want relationship advice or advice on how to get married then i'm going to ask couples that have been successful and married for x amount of years 10 20 30 years or whatnot is that a question to the room or just her just period i think that um you have to really take into context what they're saying and what they're giving you advice on because some of that stuff that they how they think and and the generation that they come from it does not necessarily apply today um i'm thinking for instance um you're just a lot of that stuff that doesn't i can't think of any specific example right now off the top of my head but i would say it's just the fact that they've been out the game for so long yeah um and they don't really know how things work, yeah. like, right now. Like, they may think, like, oh, you know, they a lot of them met their husbands and wives in high school or something, mm-hmm. or at church, or... And those be the ones where I'm, like, like, the childhood ones. Like, I've seen those relationships be very unique. But it's also, like, they also have, like, a unique uh, starting point as well, I'm finding. Mm-hmm. Like I the do- high school sweethearts, like, the childhood relationships... I do think that there are some things that you can get from them that are useful. Because, like, you know, like they've been together for X amount of time. Yeah. So they have a perspective on what it's like to live with somebody this long. How to get over certain frustrations that you have yeah. in dealing with certain with a person who comes from a different background or a different household. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in a relationship... That is just two different households merging together. So there are going to be instances where you're going to have disagreements on something. So to have a advice from a couple who have had disagreements, worked through their disagreements, you can see like what steps did they take to, to get over this situation? What things that they learned from being in a relationship this long that can be useful? I mean, there's something that you can extract for it from it. So my question to that is the fact that what if it's the most dysfunctional marriage ever? Like they still together, but like the grandparents. Even off. there's something to learn in that. Well, yeah. like, and I'm probably aging myself here. Like the grandparents off, everyone loves Raymond. How they always were constantly arguing and bickering. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. some. some yeah, like, can like you really? I mean, obviously, like, like do y'all outside even like each other. <laughs> Right. Like, do y'all even like each other? But y'all are together out of obligation. Of course you're going to look at that to see if um, <laughs> if that's something you can, some information you can get from that as well. Because, yeah. I mean, you might find something useful in that. There's always something to learn. Mm-hmm. And just talking to people who have been together this long, you're, you're learning what two loyal people when they get together, what happens? Yeah, and that's the thing that, and that I, that's that's where I come from when I say like get multiple advice from multiple people and analyze it mm-hmm. because again, if you've been together for thirty five years again, and I'm just I'm still in the dating game, like in the very beginning, trying to find somebody, they can't really like give me advice on how to find somebody unless it's like on myself. Well, like how I should, well, like, that's not a relationship. Speak. That's not what you're getting from them. Yeah. I'm talking but some about people the people do, who are already in a relationship and want to maintain that relationship to have it last long. That type of advice you can get from someone. But who, when somebody say that, oh, I'm going to get advice from a marriage 
married couple who's been together for 35 years, they're getting all the advice from the beginning to the end to currently. That's what, like, at least people I've heard say that, that's what they're doing. Like, they're not trying to listen to somebody who's been dating for, like, 30 years. They're looking for somebody who's been married for 30 years. In the dating portion of my life, I always talk to the guy who's been dating for 30 years and see what they say. Hmm. You're oh. going to talk to somebody who's just been dating for 30 if years I'm and dating never myself, married? If I'm dating myself. If okay. I'm, okay. If I'm at the stage of my life where I'm dating, I'm going to talk to that person and just get some dating advice. Then, like, if I start a relationship. But what if that person is just dating for, like, two, three weeks? But that's then... why I try to get the advice and analyze it. Okay. But I'm going to start off with that person before I start off with a married couple. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Well, um, in that case, the question is if that person is familiar with the current landscape. Some people give advice not understanding what actually is happening at the time. And, unfortunately come to kind of some bad conclusions because they don't know what's going on. Because like one of the things we talked about already is that the internet mm-hmm. has changed the game with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So like say for instance when we're talking about our parents and our grandparents, they met in proximity mm-hmm. meaning that you are probably talking to somebody like you said you went to school with, your next door neighbor, somebody down the street or you know Somebody who was in close proximity, whereas now with the introduction of the internet, you get inboxes. You, I mean, you have these dating apps. You got inboxes from numerous people on the time. It's, it's access to damn near anybody anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like my grandparents, and, they live next to each other their whole life. Actually, I think they st- are still in the same house. I'm pretty sure. So, but but that's the point that I'm making. There yeah. is that. You know, now you have access to so much that some people become spoiled because you have so many different options. Mm-hmm. One time I was telling you about, I was looking at st- um, statistics. The U.S. is sad right now. I'm going to look again, but if I am correct from what I saw, the average time for marriage within the U.S. is eight years. That's now, it's just getting started. <laughs> eight years. Eight years is nothing. Ain't shit. And especially if you're having a child, eight years. So that pretty much is is that you've gotten married. Like I said, God forbid you have a child or anything like that. In a few years, you're divorced and your child hasn't even hit double digits yet. Your child doesn't even know what puberty is is yet. And now y'all are split. You practically send up that child's life of just going through some traumatic shit. So, um, oh yeah, in proximity. That, but yeah, I was just saying, like, just the difference. Um, I think you were just as far as it, yeah, it's just as far yeah. as like advice is given. Like, you just got to think about just the differences of what happened, you know, then versus now, or what happened. Because that's what I was just talking about earlier, as far as experiences are concerned. Mm-hmm. Like, people talk from their own personal experiences, and like the older people, yeah, they went through a completely different situation that we went through. And that's why I say I'll go with the guy who's been dating for 20 years before I go to the marriage couple who's been together for 20 years if I'm dating because it can be assumed that that person knows um, the date, the current dating scene. Like, you've been dating for 30 years. I assume you probably got a Tinder profile, you probably got a PLF profile, whatever. Um, but, and I assume you know what's going on out here, especially if you've been successful in dating. 
And that's just strictly like a date. <laughs> yeah, I would want like some yeah, if it's just on dating. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, she does make a point because as far as the marriage is concerned, if you got somebody who has kept their marriage or relationship lasting that long, there's something in there that they've done. And uh, I know one of the things that I think that we're missing now, hence the reason for the eight year average is that working together to build. And I see that as a big issue, especially when I'm watching these videos online and I'm hearing some of these women. The women are looking for men at the finish line, not understanding the consequence to doing such a thing. Whereas our parents and our grandparents, they had to build from situations in which they didn't have much, especially like when you're building from high school, you ain't got nothing. Unless you're coming from like a rich family or something, you don't have anything. But, but, but you can't make the argument that back then, you know, a lot of women, they needed to like be with somebody. Yeah. Because they couldn't get a lot of jobs. They were getting paid less. Well, yeah. So I needed to That's that. something I brought up before. I was like, feminism, the first wave, I definitely agree with. I equal opportunity because women weren't even allowed to work. Women weren't allowed to do a lot of things. And then if you wanted to start a family, then you had to be the guy to work if you wanted to bring in money to be able to support the family. So it was absolutely necessary. So in order to actually make things work, then it's like if you had, if you were a guy, you had interest. I guess I didn't live then. You had to shoot your shot or whatever. Y'all hook up, a family started, boom, you know. But once again, things are different now because women are in a place in which you all can do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And nobody is really oppressing you all. I've heard different arguments against that. And I'm still trying to find out where the oppression is coming from. Um, but yeah, the situation is much different now. So yeah. most women, I think it was 69 to 70% of marriages are ended by women. Most relationships are ended by women. Do you think that's getting bad advice from other women? But it's, well, they said more so financial and that's the problem and that's what i think like probably what's going on is that there's an expectation now that you're supposed to be dealing with a certain type of person so a lot of people become impatient Mm -hmm. and when they see other opportunities that they feel that would better and that's why i said the internet is not helping no Um, i want to dive into that um not now but in a future episode where you know, you say it's financial, but what does that really mean? You know, what does it mean when you say, like, women and what does you say, like, 70% of the relationships, right? Um, or 70% marriages? of marriages, 69. It's, 69. Well, the number <laughs> I saw was 69, so nice. 70% of marriages are ended by women. Okay. Or at least they file for divorce. That's something, like, I want to dive into because I don't want people to think, like, oh, y'all are, are women and <clears throat> podcasts because, no, that's not what we do here. Um, but... You know, we need to dive into, into those statistics and just see that breakdown. Because when okay. you say financial, is it because they expect that, oh, you need to be rich 24-7, you can't have a hard time? Well, is it because you just don't have, you never got the money in the last eight or so years we've been together? It was also said from everything that I've read that the more successful marriages usually had to do, deal, um, usually had to do with a guy who was in a certain position. Mm-hmm. So, what it looked like they were equating like if the man made more money mm-hmm. then 
there was more of a chance at success of the marriage. And mind you, I say here in the United States, because when I was looking elsewhere, that they don't have the same issues. I think Italy, as a matter of fact, their average was 18 years. I'm like, that is sad. So once again, as I said, I think it just has to do, going back to what I was saying before, the internet does not help because <laughs> the access to just different people is extremely tempting and the entitlement that a lot of people have on top of it yeah. today too. Like people are not willing to put in the same work as our uh, mothers, fathers, grandfathers, you know, grandmothers. And because that's what I'm saying, you what we should have mentioned earlier. Yeah. When, when you meet them, when, when y'all meeting at 18, 19 years old, y'all don't have nothing. Y'all have to build up, mm-hmm. you know. And most of the people back then, they had to actually build up. I'm sure, like when you're talking about your family, um, isn't what happened with them? Did they have to actually build up? Did, yeah. did your mother just find your father just already making a hundred thousand dollars a year and no. everything just worked out fine? No. So I have a question on the topic of uh, giving advice or seeking advice from external sources. I'm sure that you have had or seen friends or family members get into relationships and they have no business getting into this relationship or something is happening within this relationship that is causing concern to make you want to have to speak out and give advice. So on since we're talking about, you know, the topic of giving advice and accepting advice. So when you see these things happening, um, do you go and say something to this person who is you, who you think is making a bad decision and how do they respond to your advice? Nope. I don't say nothing. I mean, the question That's first is what is it that they want and what is it that they're valuing? Because that's going to determine what I say to them if I say anything to them at all. Because nine times out of ten, the person knows, you know, it's like you shouldn't be talking to this guy, you shouldn't be talking to this girl. Yet they decided to for, for whatever reason. But once again, I'm asking, what is it that they're valuing? Because you got some people who just want a certain type of person. It, it may not, from our perspective, look good for them. But hey, you know what? That's exactly what they wanted. And unfortunately, maybe they have to go through the learning experience as well. For me, it depends on the person. Um, if I know the person very well and I see some things, I'm going to say something because it's concerning, right? I mean, I think like as a good friend or as a good family member, whoever, if you know that person very well, if y'all are close, if y'all are best friends, whatever the case may be, then yeah, I would be more inclined to say, hey, so what's going on with this person? Now, I'm going to say like, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. I make it a conversation. So yeah, I'm like, I guess finding out, you know, where their head is. Yeah, find out where their head is. Do they see the red flags that I see? Because at the end of the day, you got experience, and in your experience, you may say, "Hey, I've seen that scenario before. Let me talk to this person and see what's going on." But to be fair, just like I was talking about red flags, you got to be careful with that because what you see is red flags, maybe just based on your own personal um, experiences. Right. So, like for instance, that insecurity situation I brought up earlier. Whereas she saw red flags, there were none. But maybe best be safe than sorry. I'm sorry if I if I know you and I see a red flag, we're gonna have that conversation. But that's what I'm saying. What is that red flag? Because that red be, flag is subjective. I give you an right. example. That's why, that's why I said conversation. Okay. I give you an example. Yeah. So um, I know that a friend of mine was lonely, mm-hmm. and 
somebody had reached out to her on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And how that person reached out to her is like, you know, he just started up a conversation. I don't even know if it's a he, but you know, that person started up conversation with her. And then, you know, at first she's, you know, ignored it. Then she decided to entertain the conversation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then as the conversation got deeper, she started to have feelings for this person. So I said to her, did you meet this person yet? No, I didn't meet them. Where is this person? Well, this person is overseas. He's a soldier and so forth. So when I hear overseas soldiers so forth, what I'm thinking is she's being catfished. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. So I'm like, are you sure that you trust this person? Oh, yes, I trust this person. He is going to be coming to visit me. Um, he says that he already has a family, but um, but his wife died, but he has somebody taking care of his kids. So um, he's going to come oh, back to the U.S. and then, you know, he wants to start a life with me. So me, red flags are going yeah, off saying this sounds flags. fishy. This sounds fishy. So I'm like, you really need to be careful of uh, this person because you don't know who this person is. Have you had any conversation with this person where you see each other like mm-hmm. via Skype or whatever have you? She mm-hmm. says, no, because where this person is stationed, the connection is bad. So he can't show his face. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking she's being played. Yeah, so, Instagram works. You can instant yeah. message. But it, but. but it sounded like you were going through the thinking process with that person because that's the thing. They may have not been thinking about the situation and it sounded like you were kind of working them through the process of like, look at this situation and think about it so you can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. I was. And in a sense, like, uh, she at first she was like, you know, um, I know I might be, I might be, um, uh, not good for me to be talking to him, but you know, he's making me feel nice and so forth or whatever. And then my first instinct is if he asks you for money, do not send it to him. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do not send it to him. So that's like, you know, what I'm saying. And then she was like, Oh, I already sent him money. And I was like, Shh, dang, he oh, got no. scammed. That's how you oh, man. And, and that's the issue I have is the process of critical thinking for some people. It seems like we don't have that a lot going on because I understand that situation. You know, you think about all the possibilities happening. And as you said, you don't, you haven't even seen this person. So in my mind, I'm like, how do you even trust this individual that you've never even seen at all? But. I mean, I do think that that would help with a lot of people if they uh, somehow was able to go through the process of thinking more critically about situations. That's why I was like, some advice that are you're getting when it comes to dealing in your relationships could be good advice, even if that person is not experienced. But that's the problem. It's like the person, I mean, you just shown like the person has to have the ability to think to begin with, because even if you give the advice to the person, the person may not be able to process it. The person may ignore it. And things are still going to end up happening bad. So it's like, it's kind of an odd situation. Because I'm like, on one hand, yeah, I get it. As far as like getting the advice and whether or not you're somebody who can even give the good advice. And on the other hand, as you're saying, with a person like that, you know, they haven't even thought about the situation at all. Yeah. Because in this sense, like the person is lonely and... 
you know, somebody was reaching out to her, so she was having that loneliness. Being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, this is where you let your emotions or your impulses control your decision making. Okay. And that, and I think, yeah, as part of the topic that we've talked about today, I think that's a, a key thing in itself. Not letting your impulses dictate your decisions. I hear you on that. And I think it's, it's a couple of situations where I guess I would intervene and try to give someone advice like, if, you know, like I know that you're getting beat on or something, I may try oh, to, yeah. I may say something. I mean, um, but I think like, that's just as humans who just care about people, <clears throat> I believe that we can't help but to give advice. Like, cause I mean, I have people around me who where if they see something wrong, they're gonna tell me stuff, right? And again, it's up to you to analyze that stuff. Like, yeah. even like my, my most trusted people, I'm like, okay, does this advice apply to me? You know? But um, just to go ahead and wrap things up here, any final words on just advice giving people, just giving good advice, bad advice? What do you want to leave the audience with today? I would say that as a person on the receiving end, just if you're, you know, getting advice from people, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say to completely close your ears off because there could be something within what that person is saying that is that can benefit you. However, I, I just I just think that, you know, you have to uh, filter it. Mm -hmm. And as a person who is giving advice, if you see somebody who is doing something that you know is harming them, I think that as a friend that, or as somebody speaking out on somebody that you care about, you should say something. Yeah. Um, and I would say, um, and kind of like you were saying, that take the different perspectives from different people, um, depending on what what you're looking for, and you know, analyze those and um, apply them that way. Okay. Um, as I said, be more thoughtful as far as the decisions that you make, as far as um, the information that you take in, and yeah. As I was saying, as far as uh, ability to critically think um, in order to have more success of what's going on as far as relationship or sometimes somebody has given you something to look into it, to think about it, you know, to, you know, take the time out to really figure out what's going on before, as I said, impulsively making a decision. Yeah, and definitely... Like I said throughout the whole podcast, just take take a look, analyze, and trust like your trusted resources. You know, um, try to take a look at your own situation and see if the advice is sound. Um, see if that's the situation you should be in. You know, so it's just all I ask, all I say is just think, look, analyze. I think that's just the theme of anything I say on this podcast. To be real, but all in all, I just want to thank my guests for coming. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, definitely hit us up at Perspective Discussions on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube coming soon. If you like geeky stuff, definitely hit up the Night Shift Bandits. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We just got our YouTube up as well as the Patreon. Definitely hit that up and follow us on everything everywhere. So just want to thank everybody for coming and listening and y'all have a good night. Bye. Good night. I like that thousand sync.